Constant Contact, a digital marketing platform that helps small businesses and nonprofits of all sizes build, grow, and succeed. With email marketing, contact management, industry-leading list growth tools, social media ads, and more, Constant Contact helps small businesses connect with customers, find new ones, and sell online, all from one easy-to-use platform. They've been trusted by millions of businesses to help improve their marketing. With a 97% deliverability rate, you can rest assured that your customers and potential customers are getting the right message at the right time. With a simple interface, Constant Contact's easy-to-use platform makes contact management easier than ever. Their list growth tools help you find a bigger audience fast. Lead generation landing pages, text to join, and social media ads are proven to grow your list and drive engagement with your brand. With thousands of integrations, you can sync Constant Contact's tools with the tools you're already using. Powerful automation tools help you send the right message to the right person at the right time, every time. To start your free digital marketing trial today, visit ConstantContact.com. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to the Morning Report. My name is Willie Lawson. It is Morning Report 152. What the heck? 152. Uh, it is the 3rd of July. It is, as my wife just informed me, it is Independence Day Eve. <laughs> uh, where she's working, it's given her, uh, given, given them the, the day off. I think it's a sort of a thank you for uh, a bunch of hard work they've done during the, you know d- d- during the, during COVID times and uh, their CEO is just th- throwing them a bone and saying thank you and that is appreciated no doubt um but in any case it is the day before um Independence Day and uh, we are we are grateful I'm just gonna say at the onset um, I am personally grateful for living, being born in, in in this country as opposed to being born anywhere else in the world. Um, I just can't imagine that I would have been able to do the things that I've, I've gotten to do and see the people I've gotten to see and be in the circles I've gotten to be in anywhere else in the world. I just can't imagine that being, the, being my reality anywhere else. Um, and still, even as a person who's approaching 60, um, believe that I have got a lot of things that I can still do. The um, the playing field is wide open, so I'm I'm excited about um, being an American. Um, I don't think I could be the kind of Christian I am anywhere else in the world but here. I don't think I could I could I could hold uh, my political beliefs out loud the way I do here anywhere else in the world. And. Um, I don't think I'd have the opportunities or my family would have the opportunities that we've had um, and um, that we're going to have anywhere else in the world here than here. Uh, I I often tell people, um, especially young liberal white people, because they need to hear this. I have never, as a black guy growing up in the South, we moved here in 1967 when they were burning Newark down. I've told you guys that story. And... I have never not been able to do something that I had the experience or the education to do. Never. Are you are you serious? Yes, I have lived this blessed lifestyle that I have I have gone through this lifestyle like an only child, being able to do pretty much. I'm turning the fan on, so that's what you hear. Um, pretty much anything that I've wanted I've wanted to do. 
And it didn't matter who my parents were. It didn't matter the class that I, that, you know, that I've come from. It didn't matter my, well, my economic status. It, it didn't matter, um, you know, who my grandparents were, what they did for a living. None of that stuff mattered. It only mattered uh, of who, I, who I was, what I could do, and what I knew. And that's been my lifestyle. So there you go. Uh, I am thrilled to be an American. As a matter of fact, and I'm kind of embarrassed by this, but I'm really excited by it because I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you that we've been in this house since 1999. And um, my neighbor across the street uh, has had an American flag on his house the entire time we've been here. And what and we, he and I differ politically. We are probably 180 degrees um, opposed to one another. Uh, but he's at least had uh, 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 O Glory up at his house. And um, in, tw- in the first time in 20 years, I'm going to, my, my wife got this for me, for me for Father's Day. She got me, actually her and my son got me a, um, an external hard drive for my computer, two terabytes, not a big one, but good enough. And an American flag to put on the house. Old glory to put on the house. That flag's going to go up tomorrow after I get off work. Going to get a ladder. Going to shimmy my fat butt up there. And I'm going to affix an American flag to my home. And I'm stoked. And I am stoked. May take a few pictures. Looking forward to it. All right, so you can check out those pictures on my Instagram page, on the Fightback Media Instagram page, because um, it ought to be pretty fun to me getting up there and trying to... I'm not that handy. <laughs> Shelves and plumbing and faucets and stuff like that, not that handy. Uh, not at all. But uh, so, it, so it should be, there should be some, some comedic value to the pictures and videos. Um, you can, you, hopefully you can see those on Instagram. Uh, on our Fight Back Media Instagram page. Looking forward to it. All right, we're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of The Morning Report. Again, my name is Willie Lawson. The Morning Report is a production of fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com, fightbackmedia.com. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop, located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist, Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942. www.bloomingdays.com Hi, this is Willie Lawson. 
You know, with so much content whizzing around out there, there's only one storytelling platform that helps you keep calm and stay informed and inspired. It's Flipboard. Yeah, Flipboard curates the world's story so you can be smarter in your work, life, and play. Choose from thousands of topics to personalize Flipboard and get the latest stories from the best publishers and experts delivered to you 24-7. When you see stories that you want to save or share, just tap the plus button and add them to your private or public collections. It's that simple. It's used by millions of people every day. Flipboard is how people move themselves and the world forward. So get started now at Flipboard.com. That's Flipboard.com. All right. All right. Well, welcome back. Welcome back. Um, again, my name is Willie Lawson. This is the Morning Report. Uh, Morning Report 152. What? 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 152. It is July 3rd, 2020, in the year of our Lord. Um, if you listen to the last Morning Report, uh, there was a technical problem, and it kind of ends, and, and we don't get to hear our friend Tim Bryce with uh, where has our patriotism gone, but you're going to hear it today. See, I got you. I got you. I got you. Don't worry about it. I got you. <laughs> All right. Um, let's start today the conservative way. Um, let's start off with some, some double good news. Uh, it was reported that Rachel Maddow, um, who uh, you know works for M MSNBC, MSLSD, has to sort of eat some crow about wrongly predicting a, quote, terrible, end quote, jobs numbers for, for, for June. Now, for me, uh, yeah, I guess um, she was wrong. And she was wrong out of agenda, um, not wrong out of facts. But by the same token, she, she she's a washed up comic. So I don't know how much joy we, we should be getting out of a washed up comic that they wouldn't be able to predict if we're going to have good job number or not. She said on her show that the job numbers would be terrible for June. Why? Because I'm going to say this to you again, folks. The media's job right now is to create an air of inevitability that Trump will not be reelected. They are trying their best to create this air of inevitability. Uh, this is a foregone conclusion. Trump's out. He's losing his base. Um, the thing that he preached the most early isn't happening. Um, um, forget COVID, all that stuff. Uh, it, it's falling apart for Trump. Here's what actually happened. Total non-farm payroll employment rose by 4.8 million in June. In June. And the unemployment rate declined to 11.1%. 
the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics reported uh, yesterday. These improvements on the labor market reflect the continued resumption of the economic activity that has been curtailed, that had been curtailed in March and April due to COVID-19. Opening up the economy, letting people go back to work, letting things happen, opening theme parks, uh, on and on, and on and on, on and on. The economy is recovering. People are going back to work, which is, and, and, and combined with a function of testing, this is why you see numbers in certain places spiking. They were going to. This idea, I don't want to get off track here, and I'm, I'm getting off track and because that's where I'm going. This idea that once we, quote, flatten the curve was BS to start with, but once we flatten the curve, we wouldn't see any more COVID-19. A lot of people bought that, and that was never the case. Frankly, that's not whatever they, 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 nobody ever said that. The idea was that you didn't want to overwhelm the hospitals to start with. But the fact of the matter was that more cases were coming. We didn't kill the virus by not going outside. We didn't kill the virus by not um, going to work. We didn't kill the virus by shutting down the schools. We didn't kill the virus by deciding which jobs were essential and which jobs were non-essential. That, that was never going to happen. But in spite of all of it, in June, non-farm payroll employment rose by 4.8 million jobs, dropping the unemployment rate back down to 11.1%. And I'll predict here on the on Morning Report, if we can get through July without rolling back phases in our economy, unemployment will drop back to single digits. We will see that recovery happen again. It may be the, the largest economic recovery in the history of our nation. I'll predict that now. And what have you learned? What else have you learned? You learned that this may not, this may have little or our economy has little or nothing to do with the um, Dow Jones Industrial, which has been completely volatile. And those people who are who are preaching that, they're as wrong as this washed up comic. R Rachel Maddow, I mean, Rachel Maddow. During her show last week, uh, Maddow told her audience to brace for June unemployment numbers because it was going to be terrible. Hmm. And she was absolutely, positively wrong. But, you know, her expectation was an increase in, uh, was for an increase uh, of 2.9 million jobs in June. So either she's terribly uninformed or she's being willfully dishonest, Tom Briven uh, wrote. Well, th the idea is that she is being willfully dishonest. She's a comic. A comic. A washed up comic. So first of all, I don't know why y'all care what she says. That's something else we have to change. What some people we have to stop caring what they say. Rachel Madcow, you you guys know I hardly ever bring her up on this show. 
I don't care what she says. In a sweeping reversal, this is something that is bothersome. Um, Texas Governor Greg Abbott released an executive order mandating masks for Texas residents. The order will take effect at noon today and applies to count to counties with 20 or more quote, act, confirmed active cases of COVID-19. If you got 20 more or more cases, <laughs> then you're going to have to put masks on. Now, this is to cover places, you know, your counties where Houston is and, and Dallas and, and, the, and the big cities. But it seems ridiculous. If you've got 20 cases in, in a place the size of, that has a million people in it, that seems dumb. Wearing a face covering in public is proven to be one of the most effective ways we have to slow the spread of COVID-19, Governor Abbott said in a statement. We have the ability to keep businesses open and move our economy forward so, so Texans can earn a paycheck, but it requires each of us to do our part um, to protect one another. And that means wearing, wearing face coverings in public spaces. The violators will incur fines up to 250 bucks. In California, you could be fined $3,000 friggin' dollars. But, but you know what? I was going to let this go, but I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't let this go. Because what Willie has started to do in his older, in his older years, he started reading again. Hmm? God bless my mother, who's in heaven now. Uh, but she taught me to read before, or started my, my reading life before I went to... Um, I went to school, and it really pushed me forward. People thought I would, I mean, teachers thought I was really smart. They thought I would have been, quote, gifted if that had, all that crap had existed when I was, you know, in first, second, third, fourth grade. Uh, none of that stuff existed. You just had some kids who were smart, and I was a smart kid. Some people said I was a smart something else. They, they, that they, they still say that, <laughs> but um, what we're talking what we're talking about here is this: we're talking about this idea of masks in public being a proven way. This narrative, uh, a proven way to stop the spread of COVID nineteen. Well, that's interesting that Governor Abbott would say that. Because so many other public officials are, 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 are saying this very same thing. However, there are some people who aren't saying it. There are some people who are saying something different. They are. And some of these people write for a, 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 a very well-known publication called the New England Journal of Medicine. And I read the entire article, but I'm going to read you a, um, an excerpt from it. The article basically talks about um, wearing masks and masking, universal masking, inside healthcare facilities. But here's a paragraph concerning what the, the good governor is talking about. The article reads, we know that 
wearing a mask outside healthcare facilities offers little, if any, protection from infection. Public health authorities define a significant exposure to COVID-19 as face-to-face -face contact within six feet of a patient with symptomatic COVID-19 that is sustained for at least a few minutes and, in, and some say 10, 10 minutes or even 30 minutes. The, the chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire, now this is the important line in this for me, in many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pan pandemic. The link to this article is on, is on my personal Facebook page, and you will all, and I'll, I will also put it on the Morning Report Facebook page, so you can see it there, so you can read the whole thing. But this paragraph is extremely important. The chance of catching COVID-19 from a passing interaction in a public space is therefore minimal. In many cases, the desire for widespread masking is a reflexive reaction to anxiety over the pandemic. Theater. Designed to make people, quote, feel safer. When the truth is that they might not actually be safer at all. Or they're at least as safe as they were before. So that's what I think, and that's what going on in the state of Texas. Come on, Texas, stand up. Stand up. Let's let's be science-based as, as opposed to fear-based. And they're freaking out because Texas has an estimated 82,732 cases of active, after, of, of, of active COVID after hitting a record of 8,700 daily new cases on July 1st, yesterday, two days ago. Abbott hopes that wearing masks will allow economic activity to increase while minimizing the spread of the virus. But you know what's happening, right? Let's just, let's just talk about what, what's happening. What's still happening is that what you're not seeing is death rates are, are going up. I don't want to go here, but you made me. Dang it. What we're seeing is this. What we're seeing is that cases are going to go up. And everybody, every health professional I've talked to, My question is, we knew this was going to happen, right? And they went, well, yeah, of course it was going to happen. It, of course it was going to happen. When you when people started being out again, cases were going to go up. Of course. But what we're seeing is what? What we're seeing is that there is a... A, dimi uh, a diminution in death rates. You guys are hearing a lot about Florida and Florida's cases and the like. 
I live in Hillsborough County. Hillsborough County is a, a county in West Central Florida on the Gulf. That's where Tampa is. Uh, it's just east of St. Petersburg, west an hour or so from Orlando. Give you an idea where Tampa, where Hillsborough County is. Uh, Hillsborough County, uh, we had uh, 730 plus new cases from yesterday to today, but our death rate decreased to 1.22%. And the death rate has been decreasing for the past eight days. People are getting the virus. Over 98% of people who, who have been diagnosed from the, with the virus are still alive. And that's not agenda. That's not Trump 2020. That's just the truth. That's the arithmetic. And you can, you can, you can fight me on, on, on other things, but the arithmetic is that where I live in Hillsborough County, That has that that's under a a mandatory ma in public place mask order, actually not outside walking around down the street, but in businesses and, and the like. Ninety eight percent of people who have COVID nineteen are still alive. More and more are still alive. Nearly ninety nine percent of people who have been diagnosed with COVID nineteen are still alive. Nearly ninety nine percent. We're going to take a little break. We'll be back with more of the Morning Report right after these messages. You know, every man my age should have three things in my opinion. First, you should have your own barber. Second, you should have your own car mechanic. And third, you should have your own florist. That's right, florist. My florist is Christine Vasconcello at Blooming Days Flower Shop. Located at 11618 North Florida Avenue here in Tampa, Florida. An FTD Top 100 florist. Blooming Days meets all of your floral needs while respecting your budget. Give Christine a call at 813-933-1942, www.bloomingdays.com. This is Willie Lawson for the Armed Citizens Legal Defense Network. You can have access to a growing nationwide network of attorneys and legal experts. You can get bail assistance. Um, the network provides up to $25,000 to post bail on behalf of a member who has used force in self-defense. The fee deposit to your attorney immediately after a self-defense for representation during questioning and other vital defense services. You can reach us at arm. Citizens Legal Defense Network. Our number is 360-978-5200. That's 360-978-5200.
or go to www.armedcitizensnetwork.org. Right, seeing that you've got me in this mode here, and this is all your fault. <laughs> this is all your fault. Uh, you've got me into this mode. I'm going to go ahead, and um, and I, frankly, I hardly ever share articles from local people because our local news is a lot like a lot of the people's local news. It kind of sucks. Um, but these, but but these are some of the numbers. Uh, this is this is an article from um, Fox 13. Uh, written by Haley Hines, published a couple days ago. Um, it talks about COVID-19 by the numbers, how Hillsborough County compares to the rest of Florida. Uh, Floridians are inundated with COVID-19 numbers daily, new cases, rates of testing, uh, hospitalizations, and deaths. Those are numbers. Now, now it's, it's funny that, she has to, that the mayor has to say this, because you guys have heard me say this forever. Every death is painful terrible um, family members uh, friends it's just awful somebody's loved one is somebody 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 cares about them. but these things happen and we cannot use the emotion this is not in the article this is me talking to decide public policy so uh, this Monday uh, Mayor Castor who is the mayor of Tampa uh, and Charles Lockwood, the dean of the University of South Florida Health, uh, uh, Health Morsani College of Medicine, broke down the numbers, including where the new cases are coming from and the future implications if they keep going up. That's all they ever talk about. They keep coming up, going up, because they need them to go up to maintain control. The iron, this iron-fisted uh, fatal conceit that, that they are practicing on the, uh, on the public. Since June 3rd, Florida has seen a seven-fold increase in positive, in daily positive cases. In Hillsborough County, it's 12-fold. A lot of people. Now, depending on what, it, now that's easy. It's easy to say, depending on what it was before. It was pretty low before. So when it jumps up, we can freak out that it's 12 times what it was before. Which means it was pretty low, which means it's still not crazy high, but a lot more than before. We've gone up to 750 cases per day over the last week. But as some rates go up, other rates are going down. When you look at the tremendous increase of cases and the slowing of the death rate, our case fatality rate for the state has dropped. Listen to this. Our case fatality rate for the state of Florida. So for all of you that are worried about Florida, I have a, I have a guy who that I play a online game with. And we've been on this on the same squad that I play this game with for a couple of years now. He hit me up on Facebook to ask me how I was doing. Because he was worried about me. <laughs> That's just great. It's really cool. And I said, I'm fine. The fatality rate for the state has dropped from 5.5% of cases to 2.3, which is actually one of the lowest of any state. Fewer people are dying here than most places in the country. 
Now, he said that we're still that we're still losing 32 people every day. And that's terrible. But it's never going to be zero. This is the reality. It's never going to be zero. He didn't say that. I said that. Hillsborough County saw a slight increase from um, our one or two COVID deaths a day to two, three, two or three. So you can say that our COVID deaths have tripled, couldn't you? And that sounds a lot more alarming. Then we went from one and two to two or three. Seventy percent of those are from, of those are from nursing homes, but still predominantly very much older folks. With more positive cases, hospitals are also seeing more patients. Tampa General Bay Care just went through the numbers with their CEO, their CEO today, and they have about three a threefold increase in admissions. Instead of having one, they have three. Okay. Um, let's see. He said almost all patients admitted over the last week have been between the ages of 15 and 40. Most are being treated, released, and not requiring ventilators. Most are being treated and released and not requiring ventilators. This is important because there's a lot of political-led agenda BS about where Florida is. And I'm a fan of Florida, you know. It's a silver lining for those strong, young, and healthy, but an added reminder to protect those who aren't. A lot of this current surge was a consequence of reopening, and particularly younger folks not social distancing, not wearing face masks, not washing their hands, Lockwood said. You may feel invulnerable, but you still may kill your parents. You're not going to kill your parents. Stop kids worrying about it. So wear a mask. Now, what did we just say about masks? You're not going to be able to wear a mask in the house when you're in the house with your mom and dad, right? So you're going to wear a mask in public because you're afraid to take something home to your mom and dad. When we just learned from the New England Journal of Medicine that catching COVID-19 in some casual go-to-the-store kind of thing is minimal. Hillsborough County's mask mandate has been in effect for a week. The, 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 Tampa, uh, the city of Tampa order went into effect June 19th, requiring masks in public, uh, in public indoors where social distancing isn't possible, which is the part that people always forget. Since then, the city has given out more than 400,000 face coverings. Now, you remember back in March where the Trump administration was getting slammed and getting dragged because we didn't have enough PPE, we didn't have enough face masks. Since the 19th, since the 19th of June, less than a half a month, the city of Tampa has given out damn near a half a million of the things, given them away. Hmm. Lockwood says, my fingers are crossed that by, by, by July 3rd, 
we will start to see an effect in the increased mass incentives um, that you all put in place. If we don't, I think we would urge the governor, and of course they they, are, they, they want to dial it back, but we ain't dialing we ain't dialing crap back moving forward. Now the idea is no, you you don't want a whole bunch of cases necessarily to create herd immunity. But it may be it just may be our lot in life. Our lot in this situation may be that a bunch of people have to get this thing and fight it off to get herd immunity. Herd immunity may not come through a vaccine this time. And she hardly ever does. But there you go. Again, I hardly ever read local stories, but I want you guys to know where, where we are in Florida because you're hearing a lot of crap. All right. It's been a summer, like our friend um, Tim Bryce said, it's been a summer of hate. Uh, not the summer of love. That the um, It's funny. The Seattle mayor calling the summer of love until the summer of lovers came to her house. And she... Broke, she chopped down that chop thing, didn't she? After after some black teenagers got, one of them got killed there. And the, and the mayor still won't talk to her family, by the way. I mean, his family, by the way. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through a list from CBS News. Yeah, CBS News. Of some of the most violent and most dangerous cities in America. What? Dangerous cities in America. At number 25, Springfield, Illinois. The rate of violent crime in Illinois, capital in Illinois' capital city is 100, excuse me, 1,055 per 100,000 residents. There were 11 murders in Springfield in 2017, up six from the previous year. Are you kidding me? Number 24, Beaumont, Texas. Take a little Sparta going on there. We're getting there. Chattanooga, Tennessee. Hartford, Connecticut. Murders in Hartford uh, more than doubled between 2016 and 2017. In 2016, there were 14 murders. In 2017, there were 29 murders. So in some of these cities, all hell's breaking loose. Houston, Texas. Why? Texas' most populated city is almost its most dangerous city. Crime, the crime rate uh, is 1,095 incidents per 100,000 residents. This is what, this is, a lot of these places, this is what happens in these liberal bastions. We'll do two more. And we're not even near the first one. Chicago, Illinois. The violent crime rate in Chicago is 1,099 incidents per 100,000 residents. Chicago, Illinois. Now, things in Chicago are improving, you gotta say. But it's still... It's still the killing fields. Let's not get it twisted. It's still the it's still the killing fields. Well, we will continue this list um, uh, probably tomorrow, next day, 
uh, on the next morning report or the, or the one afterwards. I want to make sure we get to Tim's piece today. Tim's piece today uh, on this Independence Day Eve is called Where Did Our Patriotism Go? And now it's time for Bryce is Right. Tim Bryce is an author, freelance writer, and the managing editor of M&JB Investment Company of Palm Harbor, Florida. Tim has over 40 years of covering Florida politics and national politics. It is a pleasure to have Bryce is Right as a segment on Fightback Media. And now, Bryce is Right. This is Tim Bryce with my column titled, Where Did Our Patriotism Go? Independence Day is just around the corner, which is normally celebrated with parades and fireworks, but these times can hardly be called normal anymore. As such, I believe it will be played down this year. Most, if not all, local 4th of July parades have been canceled due to the COVID-19 virus, along with a fear for the general safety of the population in these turbulent times, particularly in Democrat strongholds of urban areas. However, there might be another reason a decline in patriotism. The Gallup organization recently produced a study titled U.S. National Pride Falls to Record Low, which describes our attitudes about patriotism. Under the category of adult Americans extremely or very proud of their country, it has plummeted from a high of 92% in 2003 to a new low of 63% in 2020, representing a 29-point decline. Democrats lead the way in the decline, going from a high of 65% in 2003 to an unbelievable low of 24% in 2020. And remember, these are the people who are extremely or very proud of America. Another 76% are well below this. Independence dropped from a 65% high in 2003 to 41% today. Even the Republicans have slipped, going from a high of 86% in 2003 to 67% in 2020. The question is, why? According to the report, like a lot of things, patriotism has been politicized and is now viewed as a Republican attribute, hence the rebuttal by Democrats. As we embark on a summer of hate, there's a general malaise in the land, a depression likely worse than the period following the JFK assassination in 1963, a time that put many Americans in a state of shock. Why? A combination of things, actually, beginning with the COVID-19 virus, which many believe has been politicized. There is also the deepening divide along ideological lines. No spirit of cooperation or negotiation, a focus on entitlements, and a political battle for the very soul of the United States. So how can patriotism be restored? Aside from the election in November, it is time to arrest the lawlessness of the country and enforce the rule of law. Without law, there is anarchy, which puts the safety of the public at risk. People are aghast by the shenanigans of young people destroying downtown areas. As an aside, we wouldn't need law and order if parents had disciplined their children properly years ago. We also need some common sense and a dose of flag waving. As I mentioned recently in another essay, the Pledge of Allegiance was created at a time when Americanism was in decline, much like today. It was hoped the pledge would endear the country to our youth, who in turn would learn to respect and honor the principles from which our government is based. Unfortunately, this is no longer the case, as the Gallup numbers indicate. 
One thing the post-JFK assassination period taught us was that America longed for happier times. Enter the Beatles in early 1964, who brought a new sound, a new look, and a bit of levity that was readily embraced by Americans. Their timing couldn't have been better. They reignited excitement once again and triggered new social changes. I mention this as it is entirely possible our national depression could give way to a similar entertainment phenomenon, thereby breaking the spell cast over us and leading to prosperity and boom times for America. Unfortunately, we will not know this until after the November election. Until then, keep the faith. It's Tim Bryce in Palm Harbor, Florida. Follow me on the internet at timbryce.com. Casper's springtime sale is here. Through April 19th, get up to $595 off a mattress, plus 10% off everything else. Spring into your best night's sleep with Casper's Wave Snow Mattress. Support paired with snow technology to help ease pressure away and keep you cool all night long. Or bundle our most supportive Wave Hybrid mattress with a protector and your choice of three frames. As always, Casper offers free shipping and free returns. Shop the springtime sale on Casper.com or at a participating store near you. Don't snooze on this deal. Exclusions apply. See Casper.com slash promo. It all started with the taste of spicy tempura and the explosive blend of aged cayenne had you craving for more and more. The heat, the spice, and most definitely the flavor of the crispy, juicy, tender, and spicy chicken. McDonald's is bringing the spicy to chicken. Try the spicy deluxe or classic spicy crispy chicken sandwich. Or get the six-piece spicy chicken McNuggets for just $2.50. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. ba da ba ba 